Welcome back to Elevate. This is your host, Colin Mason, episode 25. Today, I'm bringing you an interview with Claire Wardlaw. Now, I've known Claire for a long time um, since high school, I think, right? Yeah, I think it's high school. Um, So it's been like eight eight years probably since I've known her. And just to watch her transition from um, this young athlete in high school to this mature, confident, energized um, power lifter at UNH um, is incredible. And so the, to sit down with her today um, is, is, is a must listen to. So without further ado, interview with Claire Wardlaw. What's up, Claire? How you doing? Good. How are you? Really good. It's, um, this is a, this is a different thing now doing zoom conferences. Like every, every time, like I hop on these conference calls, it's like, it's different. Like I'm, I'm a person that needs to be like in the room with someone, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like these, this coronavirus, it's like really messed with my vibe. Cause now I have to like, I have to like sit in front of screens all day. And so like I need connectivity. And so it, I'm glad we have the technology to do this, but um, it kind of, it kind of sucks. I miss seeing yeah, people. Definitely sucks. It's so um, what are you, what are you studying right now? You're in college. What are you studying? I'm studying exercise science at UNH. Perfect. Um, so yeah, it's pretty what, fun. Uh, what, I, made you, what made you choose that? What made you choose that direction? Well, it was a long and confusing road, but um, I actually applied to UNH as animal science and wanted to be a vet. And then total 180 and was like, no, I want to do nursing. So then I switched my major um applied to the nursing program didn't get in so I was like and I wasn't super upset about it so I was like okay maybe this wasn't the right path if I'm not that upset so um I came up with exercise science and I was like oh my god this is exactly what I was made to do so I went through the whole application process and took all these classes and then I finally found out over winter break that I got in. So I just started in the major this semester. That's awesome. What, uh, what like grade are you right now? Like where are you at in your? Um, technically it's my second year. Gotcha. So yeah. Gotcha. Well, I'm glad you found what it is you want to study. Cause I really do think, I think that's an interesting, I'm intrigued by that because I think that there's a lot of people who go in thinking that they want to do something and then they end up just sticking with it because they felt like they, because they've already started, it's the path that's chosen for them. Right. And that, that mm-hmm. they're going and they finish it and then they come out with the degree and then they're like, you know what? I actually don't want to do this at all. You know what I mean? And so I yeah. think, I think it's exciting that you found that thing. Um, I've, I work with a lot of college athletes right now and I hear them like complete, just, maybe not complaining well they are complaining but they're they're just dreading the the major that they're in and i'm like is this like what you want to do and some of them are like no you know what i mean and it breaks my heart because i'm like if you're not doing like what it is you want to do for the rest of your life like starting now it's like so sad you know what i mean like they're literally setting themselves up um for unhappiness and just it, it breaks my heart um and then on the flip side, like I'll ask people how their classes are doing and they love it. Right. Like a couple of my nurses, like they're like, I love it. Like this is where I need to be. And like, that makes me super happy that they're, that they're doing it. And um, like knowing you for a long time, I've known you for, Oh my God, how many years? I don't even know. I like seven. seven I don't or, know. Yeah. Seven or eight. It's craziness <laughs> actually thinking about yeah. that. Um, to see you so happy right now, it really, it makes me happy. Um, and so 
what you're you're you started a club right you yes and a couple I did. Other people. so t- tell us about that because that's fascinating so I my closest friends and I Brianna Cowing Samantha Greer and Brandon Sandrini we all decided well and some other people that um the people I just named are were the exact team there were a lot of other people involved um so we decided that we wanted to start a powerlifting club at UNH. Um, so we met with the coordinator of sports clubs and we pitched him our idea. He loved it, but the issue was budgetary and it's a really long process to get recognized. So we said, go ahead and start it as an unrecognized sports club, get it rolling, and then eventually you'll be able to be recognized. So. We decided to start it Wildcat Powerlifting, unrecognized by UNH. Um, I'm the vice president. Samantha is the president. Brianna's the PR, and then Brandon is the treasurer. And so we started by having like a kickoff meeting, and there were actually a lot of people that showed up, like maybe 40 or 50 people, even wow. people that. Yeah, I was going up to people at the gym and saying like, hey, we're starting this club. Like we're having this meeting. Can I get your name and email? Like I recruited most of our roster that we have now because I wanted so many people to get into it because I was like, no one's going to know about this unless we go up and tell them about it. Right. Um, So we had this meeting. Since then, we started an Instagram account. Um, It's doing pretty well, right? Huh? doing pretty well a lot of traction yeah yeah um yeah so brianna runs the instagram account and um we've been having group lifts on the weekends so a good amount of people have showed up to that we've been able to just hang out with people um i've met a lot of new awesome people who share the same passions and interests and um all of my closest friends are powerlifters and we all just, most of my social time is just spent in the gym, basically. <laughs> right, which is amazing. What, um, what made you choose powerlifting? Like, how did you, how did you stumble across that? Um, well, I kind of, so being an athlete in high school, I just kind of like played sports, lifted sports? every, I played soccer, basketball, and lacrosse, and then we did like team lifts for those. So, and I always enjoyed it, but I was like, yeah, I'm just doing this because I need to be strong for my sport. Um, and, but then I got to college and I wasn't playing sports anymore and I was kind of lost and I kind of needed something to like fill that void in my life. And it took me a while to figure it out, but Brie started lifting and her and I are best friends. So I was like, I really like that she does that and it looks really fun and I'd really love to try it. And so for the first year or so of doing it, I just was kind of doing like more bodybuilding type workouts, like kind of just messing around, didn't really take anything seriously. It was just kind of like figuring it out. And I also, whole nother story, I really hurt my back. So for like 10 months, I couldn't deadlift or back squat. So I didn't really get into powerlifting completely. Yeah, kind of hard to do powerlifting without a back. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to physical therapy eventually and then didn't actually start powerlifting until my back was good. 
Gotcha. Qu- question for you. The, um, how was the, how was the transition from doing like team lifts in high school to doing like your own workouts to then doing like these very specific powerlifting workouts? Like how was that transition for you? Was it easy or was it difficult other um, than the back? I know that's, that's a, that's a difficult thing to go through, but. I think it was nice having that foundation of those team lifts so that I didn't feel like totally lost in the gym. I had like some kind of an idea of what I was doing and then I also just started following a bunch of like fitness influencers and powerlifters on social media I would see what they did I would try to mimic that and then like figure it out for myself kind of it wasn't like a difficult transition it was just a long one and but I luckily had like the patience and determination because I needed something to fill that void of high school sports I didn't have anymore. Right. And I think it's also an identity thing. Mm -hmm. Like when you're, when you're in high school and you're an athlete, like you're, that's your identity, right? Like you're an athlete. And then when you go to college, not you specifically, but just when one goes to college, like, and they're not playing that sport, they lose that sense of like identity. Like, okay, who am I now? Like, what am I now? Um, And so, you know, some people, some people attach their identity to then like their, um, what's it called? Like their major, right? Like, oh, I am a nurse. Like I am, uh, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, businessman, whatever, whatever it might be. But I think that for you to find that love for powerlifting and, and finding that identity through it as well, right? Because I would say it's part of your identity now, um, especially yeah. in all your free times being spent there. I think that's okay. like, that's that's a key to really find like you know a, a group that you can you can be a part of um and and help and i'm actually i'm so fascinated by this you said a while ago um that you went up to like random people in the in the gym and asked to be a part of like the club like that must be hard is that hard it's do? so hard it's so hard but i for some reason when i got to college i like went through this whole transition where I just suddenly became a much more confident secure person than I was in high school so even if I sounded crazy or like a crack wagon I still was like excited because I felt like if I went up to people showed them that like just if I just went up to them and was my true self then maybe they'd feel comfortable enough to also be themselves and talk to me and realize, wow, this girl's kind of wacky. Like I can talk to her and not feel insecure about it. <laughs> so where, I, where did that come from? I don't know. Do I, well, it's kind of a long story, but I kind of went through this like weird time where it was just a lot of, um, mental health transformations occurred freshman year of high school or not high school college um and I ended up going to therapy and started really doing the work to be more happy in my life and so and I think just the transition from being from high school to college forced me to do that because I was like I'm really unhappy like how do I fix this So then I just, yeah, I started going to therapy and just doing like self-healing work and all that stuff. And so now um, I'm happy and I'm confident and I can share that with people. Gotcha. I think, I think you say it so, so casually, but I think it, it was a lot of work to be able to do that. 
Um, Definitely, yeah. And and if if I can just ask you a question, just briefly, because I'm I'm fascinated by. It. I know someone who's listening to this right now, like wants to hear what you have to say about it, because I think that like everyone struggles with it at some point. Yeah. Um, you know, mental health is a huge, a huge piece, right, to your happiness and your success and who you are as a human being. And so, um, like, like, I've been to, I don't know if it was there, I went to go talk to someone in, in college, um, I was having some, some issues with a couple things. And so I went to go talk to like the services on campus. And yeah. I talked to this guy for like three or four weeks, like two, once or twice a week. It was very like, a, in a grand scheme of things, it was a very small period of time. But the amount of like, aha moments and like just talking through things like how much it helped me like understand like the actual situation I was going through um and I so for me it was just talking about it like he literally I don't even know if he said a word I'll be honest with you um he asked me like why a couple times and then I would talk about it but just talking about what was my what was going on in my brain um it really connected the dots for me and it allowed me to like get past that situation. And then like, you know, just like you said, kind of, it just happened. Like then I just became like super confident and energized and stuff. And so if you could just talk about it, um, go into as much depth as you want, but I do think people want to hear about like what you did to actually, um, come out of that. So confident and, and, and in yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, well, so I went to college and still had it kind of started um through from a breakup so i had a boyfriend who was still in high school and so i went to college um and things weren't really working out and we ended up breaking up and so i think that kind of started this whole thing where i was like trying to heal from that relationship and it ending while also trying to deal with living away from home, living away from my family, didn't really have um, anything that like defined me like sports or didn't really have a set major, didn't really have anything like, I would walk around campus and I felt like I was a number. Whereas in high school, I'd walk around campus to be like, hey, there's Claire or like, you know. Um, so it was kind of like an identity crisis that I was going through. And so I was like, one day I started having panic attacks and having a really bad anxiety. And one day I just had this random, horrible panic attack. And I was like, why is this happening? And so I thought to myself, maybe I should go to therapy, like the services that they have at school. Um, so I just started going. And like you said, I just sat and talked about literally everything. And she just helped me realize the root of my problems, how to fix it. And so I do a lot of, like to help with anxiety, I do a lot of like breath work. Um, and where was going with this? Do you oh, meditate I did a lot of journaling. Oh, oh Sorry, great, great. Yeah, journaling, did a lot of journaling. Um, I also follow um, I don't know if you know her, the holistic psychologist yep, I do. on Instagram. I follow yep. her. I follow Rising Woman or something. And I'll do like their journal prompts. Um, and I guess I just, through that, doing that work, I found like I started trusting myself more that no matter what happened to me, I could still like 
find my way back to my happiness and um, just be able to work through it. Like I have the confidence in myself that no matter what I go through, I can get through it and I'll be fine at the end of it. Right. And, and the, um, to go back for a second, I really, I think this is so important and every, literally everyone goes through this, um, is a breakup really, it feels like the end of the world, right? Like after, mm-hmm. and then like, once you, once you get past it, it, you become such a stronger and like, um, let me see if I can, like, how can I say this? It's, it's basically like you're, you think your world's ended, but it literally like all of the crumbles around you is like a, it is a perfect foundation for you to like continue to build yourself off of. Does that make sense? And like, literally yes. it like you rise up as like such a stronger human being after it. Um, and then you realize like, my goodness, like, thank goodness it ended because now I can become this person that I've always needed to be like, right. Like you just and, perfectly and, described it. Yeah. And, and well, cause I've been through it. So it's, it's, everyone's been through it, um, (laughs) is like, and then you think like, man, if I was still with that person, like I would not be the person I am right now. And Mm -hmm. if that was the case, I would be, I would be miserable because I couldn't become who I am right now. And I think that's super powerful. I can see it in you. Like I literally see it, um, and through your Instagram posts, I'm just like, wow, she is so freaking confident and happy right now. And it's awesome. It makes me like, it makes me super happy. So I'm, I, I get that. And I just want to like, everyone who's listening to this has either gone through it or is going through it or will be going through it. So I just want mm-hmm. them to like, understand that even though like your feels like your world is completely crumbling around you and there's no, there's no air and, and it's, and it might, you feel like it's impossible to to become happy again, trust me, like if you go through, if you put the work in, right, if you, if you, it really, and then this is the other thing is like, what you listen to, like really impacts like, like who you are and who you become. So for me, it's like a lot of like podcasts or a lot of like audiobooks or a lot of, or or reading books or, um, or like YouTube videos or whoever, like what you listen to, um, it really coordinates, like, cor- it correlates to like who you who you become and the message that's in your head, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, the more you journal, the more you do breath work, the more you do, more you like listen and watch those Instagram things. Like, the more, like, it it like feeds your subconscious with like a certain like a level of of information, right? Of this is how you should be thinking. And then you start to do it on your own, but it takes time, right? It's like, you yeah. can't watch a, a motivational video and be like, Oh yeah, like I'm motivated. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. no, you need to like listen to it like every day. And then like the words, even though it's got like, like a motivational video, it's got like a cool message and the guy's screaming, right? The guy's like screaming and he's, and he's getting hyper and there's music in the background. Like it might get you excited for that one minute, but if you like actually start to listen to what they say in those videos and that becomes like, and that becomes like your literally like your mind talking to you like that all the time. Like you start to realize, you start to change. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's got to be like sustainable. 100%. Like I'm still, I'm a year and a half in or so, and I'm still struggling with um, certain things and still putting in the work. And it. Yeah, I was gonna ask, like, are you still are you still doing breath work and journaling and stuff like that, or you feel like you're on um, the other side? Not as much, um, but I do still consume the right content and if I feel myself um like getting triggered I guess is the word I kind of I know how to check in with myself now I know how to comfort myself I know how to work through it without blowing up or letting it affect my whole day or 
letting it affect because I have like have things to do like I'm a busy woman I've got shit to do so I can't let a little triggering get in the way of that what do you do when you feel that trigger um kind of depends um a big thing that I like is mantras so Mm -hmm. like picking three or four like little phrases to say to yourself so something that I do is I'll just say to myself like you're okay everything's okay just relax I'm here for you like you're gonna be fine type of stuff like that it seems simple but the more you say it to yourself and like the repetition it just is ingrained in your brain and you don't even think about it anymore like sometimes I don't even think about it I'm just like okay we're okay it's all good you know right right I I I have the same kinds of things but mine's a little bit more aggressive mine's like (laughs) mine's like no like you're a beast like you're unstoppable like yeah yeah you're you know you're resilient you're strong you know what I mean like stuff like that so I'll do that too another thing is I like to this is kind of stupid but and it's gonna be embarrassing but I'm just gonna let it fly because whatever um I'll like look at myself in the mirror and be like you are awesome you are strong, you are confident, you are beautiful, you got this. Like, yeah. Same thing that you do, kind of. Yeah, and, and, and if we're both being embarrassing, if we're both embarrassing ourselves a little bit, <laughs> like, I'll do the same thing, but I'll look and I'll be like, you're a handsome mother, you mother sucker, you know? You're a hand, yeah, you know? Yeah. Because, like, I think sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm being serious because I think a lot of people, like, they, they, they think their appearance needs to be, like, ama- like, perfect, right? And it never is, obviously. Um, and so, like, if I if I start to like feel myself getting a little like subconscious, you know, and um, like I'll, I'll start kind of feeling negative about myself, whether it's um, my hair or wh- whatever, it, like you know, my body, whatever it is, I'll just be like, oh, "You're a handsome sucker," you know. I'll just be like, "You're yeah. you're a handsome guy," and and you know, I'm like I'm not, but it's it's like if I just keep telling myself that, right? It just like it helps, right? That's funny. It does. I don't know. That's funny. It does. It's the repetition. It's like everyone is telling themselves these lies of I'm not good enough or I can't do this. And you start to believe it. But if you do the same thing, but with positive thoughts, then you'll start to believe it. It's the same exact thing. Just flipped. Right. And, and I think there's, and this is the thing that I really want to get through to people is I'm, I'm like a super positive guy, but I'm not like delusional. Do you know what I mean? There's a difference between being positive, being optimistic, and then being like, absolutely delusional i think sometimes people get a little bit when they hear optimism they're like you're not like realistic and it's like no that no i am like i am realistic i just choose to find the good like i choose to think of things as half like glass half full kind of thing right like i choose to look at a situation and i'll and i'll like i'll choose to look at it from the like a bright side as opposed to the downside you know what i mean that doesn't mean i don't see the downside or i don't see the risk i think that's a big thing um is that like when I say like I'm super optimistic, people are like, well, you don't see like the risk in something. It's like, no, I just believe with all of my heart that if I do this, like good things will happen, right? I'm not delusional yeah. to think bad things won't happen. Um, but when bad things do happen, that's when I like reassess and I go, okay, well, that bad thing happened. However, you know, what what's the good side? Like, you know, can I learn from this? Can I adjust? Does that make sense? And I think that yeah. it's a big thing when people are um, – like learning about positivity or self-talk or anything. It's not that we're not talking about being delusional. We're talking about being optimistic and seeing the glass at full. So. 
Definitely. Wicked, wicked cool. Um, can we can we go back for a second? Because yeah. this is a big thing. Um, remember when we were talking about um, like being comfortable talking to people, like going up to talking to people about people in the gym. I yep. think a big thing in a gym atmosphere, especially especially at a college, is just feeling comfortable in that situation. And so, um, like watching your Instagram videos, like it's it seems like you're extremely confident in in what you're doing. And so if you can help someone who's going through a period of their life right now that they just don't feel comfortable in the gym, what, what, what would you say to them? Well, I was once like that and I was absolutely terrified to go even near the weight room. Like I, yeah, I couldn't do it. And so, but I got to a point where I was like, okay, I really, really want to do this. I have these goals that I've set for myself. And the only way for me to get there is to just suck it up and go in there. So one day I just somehow found the courage to just go in there and I did my workout. And from there, every day it just got easier and easier. And now I like, people honestly probably hate me in the gym because I probably walk around there like I own the place, but it took that, just that one time of going in there by myself, just mustering up enough courage to walk in there by myself and at least just like pick up a barbell. That one time changed everything. Like from then on, I walk in there and I know everybody in there. I just, I, use whatever I want. I don't care if people are looking at me. I'm listening to my music and I'm like dancing as if I'm out at a frat house. Like I just, it only took that one time to gain the confidence to, mm. that I now have. What, um, what would you say to someone who, who doesn't know what they're, doesn't know what to do? Is there any resources? Is there any way that you kind of taught yourself what to do once you take get the confidence to get in there because I think that's a huge right. missing piece right um well I know that at my school they have classes to that they teach called like beginner weights or functional fitness where people can go and learn from a personal trainer um so that's a great option another thing that I have mentioned before is that I follow a lot of or I did follow a lot of fitness influencers who like post their workouts or power lifters, and I would just try to, like, not completely, like, obviously, you can just copy what they did, but you can, like, look at what they did, and then figure out how it works for you, mm -hmm. and um, a lot of the things I do when I'm lifting, I learned from watching other people on social media, or um, another thing that helps is going with a friend um, whether they know what they're doing or not, going with a friend initially helps a lot because you don't feel so alone and like people are looking at you. Um, another thing that I realized is that the more that I learn about weightlifting and the more that I know of what I'm doing, I realize half the people in this room right now are doing everything wrong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> half the people in here don't know what they're doing or are second guessing themselves. 
And so it's like, we're all in this together. We're all just trying to figure it out. And if you go in there judging people, then that's your issue. And that's not like, you can't control if someone's going to judge you. And if they do, then screw them yeah see this is i want to talk about this real quick because i think this is this is something i struggle with um so i'm a if you're just listening to this for the first time i'm a strength and conditioning coach at a college level and so i work with i work with college athletes and like when i go work out sometimes i'll work out in the like the the weight room that i coach in right but then when that's not available i'll go up to like the the uh, the gym that everyone uses like on campus and so i'll be doing my workout in there and the same thing i'll look around and be like oh my god like and then it's not about me judging them because I'm not judging them because you just, like you said, like we're all in this together. We're all trying to learn and figure this out together. But I'm like, should I help? Right. But then I'm like, I, I don't want way. them to judge me because I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm just saying like, you're going to blow out your back if you keep doing that. Yes. Right. And I so like, I'm like, it's, it's in, especially when you're studying exercise science, like I, like yeah. I've got my certifications and stuff like that. Like I just want to help. And I'm like that my, it's coming from like, it's coming from my like, uh, like need, not need, but my like want, I want to impact people. Like I want to like help and, and get people to be the best they can be. And so when I see something that I'm like, if I just make a couple suggestions, I think it would really help them out. Not only just from safety perspective, because that's the number one thing, but number two, it's just like, it will help them feel better. Like when they do it the right way, they'll be like, Oh wow, let's get like, I'm going to get better results when I do it this way. So I don't know. Can you talk to that at all? Like, do you feel that when you're in there? Like um, I need to help people figure I- it out or I do struggle with that. And I feel like if the person, like in your case, if they don't know you and know that you're this super positive, optimistic guy who just wants to help people, then they could take it the wrong way or like, that's why I don't say anything. Yeah. Or they don't know that you have all these certifications or that you do this for a living. Then they might think, Oh, screw that guy. Like they don't know what they're talking about. Right. But um, one thing that I struggle with is, how is this male going to feel about a female going up to them Mm. and trying to critique what they're doing? Like, and that's just coming from like a woman's perspective. I think that is something that I know I struggle with. I know that my friend Brianna feels the same way. So it's like, it's one thing for a guy to go up to a guy and be like, Hey, like, try doing it this way or like whatever but for me I feel like it's just different I don't really know like I think everyone can understand what I'm saying without me having to try to explain it Mm -hmm. but um yeah that's one thing that I think about like how is this guy gonna feel this girl's going up to him and trying to fix what he's doing when I really do just want to help but also it's like not my place like there there's have you ever i mean i'm not gonna remember the name of it give give me a second maybe i can get it uh it's a it's a do you have netflix at all yeah there's a documentary on netflix about these uh it's about crossfit oh my god i can't remember what it is it came out a little bit ago I'm, i'm maybe like maybe like 2010 or 2011 2012 or something like that and it follows um these crossfit games and basically it's like it has like it's split up where it's like half the documentaries about the the female competitors and half of it's about the male competitors and the mm-hmm. and I was so fascinated by these women uh, these female um these female athletes like they're unbelievable like they're like they're it's crazy watching them like do these things and um 
And so immediately after the thing, I like, I like followed all of them on Instagram and like there to this day, like they, they like, cause it's CrossFit. So it's a lot of like, um, cleans and snatches and stuff like that. Like I'm, I'm, I take notes when I'm like watching them because I'll be like, they're so they're like tip top, like athletes of the world, right? They're like the best mm-hmm. athletes in the world. And so I think that, I think the transition is, is happening where, um, female athletes are starting to become like, like recognized as like amazing. Does that make sense? Like amazing yeah. athletes. And I think the transition is happening. It's like when it doesn't even matter like who it is anymore. It's like, if you, if you have, um, if you're, if you're the best at something, like your voice will be heard, right? Like mm-hmm. they, they will be, they will be known. And I think that if you continue on this path of, of perfect, not perfecting, but like if you go on this path of like improving yourself and getting like to be the best power lifter you can, I really think that even though you don't have like the confidence to do it right now, I do see yourself in the future being like, and helping people, no matter who it is, male, female, like everyone, yeah. because I think that you know what you're talking about. I just think you need to know that you know what you're talking about. And then once you like know that, I think it'll be a little easier to approach people. But I understand yeah. completely. Like I have certifications in it. Like I know, I know how to coach a specific mechanic, right? But mm-hmm. like I have trouble because like I don't know them or like I don't I don't know what they're gonna think about me. And so mm-hmm. I continue to think about and I preach this all the time. Like don't worry about other people's judgment. But like I just gave you an example of like when I fear people's judgment is like approaching someone that doesn't quite um, know where I'm coming from you know yeah it's hard it's hard so um can we talk about what you do for your programming because someone who is like oh my god powerlifting that sounds fascinating what is it um can you tell us what it is briefly and then we'll go into what you program yeah so um the three main lifts are the squat the bench and the deadlift um both of the both variations of the deadlift are used conventional and sumo um basically which is your favorite uh i don't know because for a while it was bench because that was really the only thing i could do um but i feel like i've really grown into my squat in the past few months so i've really loved squatting um but yeah i i don't know i love all three but gotcha. they have right, their continue. they have their pros and cons yeah definitely um yeah, I mean, should I, t- should I start talking about programming? Yeah, programming. Yeah, like what, okay. like if someone's listening is like, okay, powerlifting, I like those three exercises. Like what, right. what is it to just do them every day or what? Um, well, so what I, what I do and what I know most powerlifters do is that they'll start their workout off with either the squat, the bench or the deadlift or like a variation of it, like pause squat, pause bench, pause deadlift. Can, uh, like deficit deadlift all that good stuff what okay pause, what pause. are those what are those two things pause and deficit what is that what do those two things mean so when um a pause squat is when you're in the hole at the bottom of the squat you hold it for like a three count um pause and then for the bench you hold it on your chest for like a three count pause um and the de- deficit deadlift is when you're standing on like a plate or a box and um you're increasing like the length of the range of motion i don't know if i'm explaining that right um and then like a box squat is when you just squat and like kind of 
touch your butt onto like a box or something like you don't fully sit down necessarily but you just do a little like boop and then go back up <laughs> um so depending on where your sticking points are should i explain sticking points yeah please do so depending on where your sticking point is in either lift you do accessory work or variations of the lift to accommodate for that sticking point so like if your sticking point in the deadlift is off the floor, meaning it takes you a really long time to get through from your feet to your shins, um, then you should do deficit deadlift work to improve that sticking point and reduce the um, like friction that you experience in that part of the lift. Um, or for the squat, pause squats are great if your sticking point is coming out of the hole. So like once you go down and you come, you're coming back up, if that's where you lose the most tension in the lift, then you should try supplementing it with pause squats. Um, and what I meant by accessory work earlier, so we usually will start the workout off with our main lift, which is the squat bench or deadlift. And then we'll follow it with um, accessory work. So say your bench, you need more lat tightness. So say your accessory work for your bench would be like lat pull downs or rows or something to strengthen those back muscles up. Mm -hmm. um, so basically we form our programming based on our sticking points and what muscle groups we need to strengthen to improve the main lift. Love it. I don't know if I explained that very no, well. No, yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> um, so my program was written by my friend Brandon. Um, he's a programming nerd, so he loves doing that stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to program for people yet, um, but he wrote it for me. I know there's a ton of free programs online that people try. I know Brianna tries those out. Um, Sammy, she's actually a nationally ranked powerlifter. She just competed in raw nationals. Um, so she Sammy has squats, right? Sammy squats. Yeah. She has an actual coach that she pays for and like a very strict nutrition plan. And, um, she bulks and cuts and does all that good stuff. So yeah, I just nice. kind of. She's the president, right, of your club? She's the president, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. That's awesome. What um can you give us an idea of what the sets and reps would be um for for those three main lifts? Like how does how is that structured? Right. So the past couple months for me, I was preparing for a meet in April to compete in. So I was doing a peaking program. Mm -hmm. So my sets for bench and squat were the most reps I did were four reps. So I would do like a four by four or a three by four. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd have a top set where I'd work up to a certain weight on my top set and then do back off sets with less weight. Um, and then for deadlift, I was working up to a top set of three and then following it with some back off sets of three. So I was mainly focused on strength building. And then you can also do a hypertrophy program um, where you do sets of like six, eight, 10, 
more like um, more reps for the hypertrophy program. That's what Brandon's doing right now. Mm-hmm. And that's more of a, obviously like muscle building pre like peaking type stuff. Cause he's competing in October. So he'll probably run the hypertrophy program for a while and then start a peaking program to get his strength back up for um, the meet. But a lot of, like, I could be wrong in this, but I think that most of the strength that you build comes from the hypertrophy program. And then in the peaking program, you can see all that strength that you've built up actually, like, happening in your lifts. Yep, definitely. Um, can I, um, so if someone's listening to this and they're like, Oh, like, I don't know if I want to compete, but I'm just interested in like just doing it. Are there other, is there, is powerlifting so, um, specific to where it's like, you have to follow those phases or is it kind of like, can, is there more of like a basic path that someone can take to enjoy doing all three of those, um, lifts and in the accessory work? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I, I think there probably is. I, No, I I do know like a good amount of people that just do it for fun and don't necessarily compete. Um, The the reason why I'm asking, I think it's, um, it sounds complicated, right? If someone's never heard these words before, they're like, what peaking and hypertrophy and like sticking point, they're all like, they're, they're probably like, what is going on? Right. And so I just, I want to like encourage people that it's like the more you're around it, the more it just becomes like second nature. Right. Um, Yeah. I'm also like an exercise science major. So sometimes right. I forget that like, okay, there you might be people that don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same concept of like, if you're a nurse, you know what blood pressure is. Like, it's like basic concepts, right? Like it's basic concepts that me and you both know. So like, if you're new to this, like don't get, don't get scared away by the big words because it's all yeah. just descriptions of like why, why we do what we do in there. Yeah. Right. Not, um, you know, so if you're interested at you, if, if one, if someone's listening to this right now and you're interested about starting something, um, like, like powerlifting, there are tons of resources out there to start to educate yourself on it. So don't get, don't yeah. get like scared about it because you don't know these words. Um, cause yeah, I think that's I, also a big thing when people like want to start lifting, then they go, there are so many things I can do. Like there are so many different people talking and like, there's so much noise around the fitness industry that yeah. it gets, you end up not doing anything because you're like, I just don't know what I'm doing. Okay. I just won't do it. Right. And so I just want to encourage people. It's like, like find someone that has an idea of what they're doing and, and just follow them for a little bit and start to learn yourself because the more you're exposed to different um, methods of weightlifting um, or, you know, lifting in general um, there, you start to find what you like. And I think that you found what you like, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't just wake up one day and start doing it. Like it was a progression. I talk like I just woke up and did it, but it was definitely a progression. Like I, for a long time, was just kind of following social media and just trying to figure things out from there. And then eventually I met Sammy, who's a personal trainer, has experience in coaching. So she's helped me a lot. Brandon has been doing it for years. So he's helped me. Brianna's helped me a ton. And so it's a long road, but it's worth it. And then you really just if you just start and enjoy it, then you'll want to put in the work to figure out what works best for you. If you want to compete or not, if this is something that 
is sustainable or if you want to try not just powerlifting but weightlifting crossfit all those types of things it's awesome so the one last question i have for you and it might be the biggest one yet it might be the biggest one what if you were to leave all of my listeners with one message from your heart one thing one thing that you're just you've been itching to say one message that throughout your entire your entire life you've you've come to realize this one thing what might that one thing be um i feel like i'm gonna say something and then be like wait no i want to say this (laughs) (laughs) um if I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, spitball. From your heart. You're in your head right now. Get out of your head. Spitballing from my heart. I'm getting all nervous now. Okay. Um, do what you love and don't give a shit about what other people say. And as long as you're happy doing what you're doing, that's all that matters. That's perfect. That's perfect. I don't know what you're stressing about. That was awesome. <laughs> and I think I think it's real. I think it's... You know, I put you on the spot there, but I really do think that that I think you believe what you just said because you're living it. You're literally living it where, um, you know, you go through this this tough period of your life, big transition periods, right? That's the hardest part is transition periods. And yeah. you come out of it so much stronger and so much more confident and energized than you've ever been. So I, I just, I want to, I want to appreciate you for that. And um, if there's, um, if people want to um, if find you, follow you on your journey, where can they, where can they find you? I have two Instagram accounts, Claire Wardlaw, and then I have another one, Claire the Benching Bear, (laughs) Um, where my personal account is the Claire Wardlaw one, and then my fitness account or lifting account is Claire the Benching Bear, and then also follow Wildcat Powerlifting. Um, It's spelled the way it sounds. I'm sure everyone knows how to spell that, Um, but... Yeah, so follow me on those. And going back to what we are saying, I like I know it sounds stupid. I know it sounds cliche, but like you said, I'm living it. It's real. Just it's not stupid. Just do it, you know. Yep, 100%. Yeah. 100%. You're awesome. You're incredible Thank and you, and God. keep and keep impacting the world the way you're doing because seriously, it's uh people people need um and, you know, people that inspire them just like you do. So seriously, thank you for thank coming you. on. Thank and you. Uh, I hope you're doing well. Let me tell you, tell your family I said hi. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right.